kleine paar denkt, hop, geht mir kein Sachlin, die Trop. Hey everyone, welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I am your host with the mostest, Judy Gold. And today is one of my rants. Um, This week I am ranting. It is Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving week. And I would tell you right now all of the gigs I have coming. I do actually, let me tell you a couple of gigs I have coming up. First of all, I am going to be out of commission. I am recording this hours, actually 12 hours before my total knee replacement surgery. Okay. So I'm a little freaking out right now. Okay. Uh, so that's that. And my next gig, my next big gig, uh, we are doing a live podcast with Modi at the Midnight Theater on December 12th. It is selling out. So get your tickets. Uh, It's on my website, judygold.com. And I am doing the South Orange Performing Arts Center with Liz Glazer. Oh, I got it. Oh, and I didn't even hit it for Modi. Uh, With Liz Glazer and with John Fish on December 16th, which is going to be a fucking fantastic show. That's in South Orange, New Jersey, and just added to my schedule, Christmas Day at Stand Up New York, a very Judy Christmas, J-E-W-D-Y. So that's what I have on the sketch, and I have other gigs um, coming in January, uh, January 19 and 20. I am at Off Cabot in uh, Massachusetts, which I have to look up exactly where the hell that club is. Let me look it up. It is off Cabot. So it's not on Cabot. (laughs) Oh God, I am funny. Uh, it's in Beverly, Massachusetts, Beverly, which is a woman's name. Uh, it is a comedy club in Beverly, Massachusetts. So I'm looking forward to that because I do enjoy the new England. As you know, I do have a uh, home in Provincetown. Okay. So that's that. There's so much to talk about this week. I wanted to let you know, um, as you know, last week was my birthday, November 15th, and I am 61 years old. I can't fucking believe it. Let me just tell you something. It is so weird being this age because you're, you're, you know, you're at an age when you remember your parents vividly at that age. You know, I'm at an age when I when I remember my parents uh, at this age and you you were thinking they were older, you know, and it's fucking amazing. You don't feel old. You never feel old in your head. You feel it in your body, but you never wake up and are like, you know what? I'm fucking old. I mean, you do. You don't wake up until you look in the fucking mirror. I can't believe I've said fuck so much already. But until you look in the mirror, you don't really think you're old. You just get up and you're like, oh, and I I just, I can't believe how many decades have gone by, but I am freaking out a little bit about my knee replacement, but it's going to be fine. And I'm excited for the anesthesia, but it's, it's going to be a full-time job getting your knee replaced because it's just physical therapy and it's a lot. It's a lot. So, and I'm trying to like write down everything. So I remember 
when I come out of the anesthesia, all the shit I have to do. So that's that. Um, I wanted to say thank you to Elisa. We went to, um, I have to tell you, we went to this really great restaurant on my birthday, uh, called Sicily. It's on West 46th street. In and that is Restaurant Row in New York City. If you don't know, Restaurant Row it, on 46 between 8th and 9th are a whole bunch of like amazing restaurants. Joe Allen is there, Orso's there, Becco's there. There's a whole bunch of restaurants. And I found this this newish restaurant. It's new. It's it's called Sicily. And I I was looking to you know, I wanted to eat on Restaurant Row and I wanted to eat in a new place that I hadn't been to before. So I find this place. It's got great reviews. So, uh, I, I look, you know, I, I look it up. I go to the website. I always do that. I don't know if you do this, but like, I really do investigative journalism for myself. You know, when I want to go somewhere, when, you know, I really look up stuff. So anyway, I find this restaurant and I'm like, Oh, it has good reviews. Let me look at it. Look to hear, you know, just read about what, it, what it's about. So it turns out the owner grew up on a kibbutz in Northern Israel. And I was like, I am going to go support this restaurant. It has great reviews. As I mentioned 400 times, I'm, I, I'm on my own fucking nerves right now. So we went and the food was delicious. And he came out the, the owner chef and, and he came out and he was talking to a table. So I, of course, big mouth Jew said, Oh, hi. Um, I looked up his name and everything. So I said, you know, I said, hi, I'm Judy gold. Uh, this is my lover, Elisa Dawn Halpern. And, um, you know, we came here because you, we read about this place and you grew up on a kibbutz. And I said, well, kibbutz. And then I started talking to him about my brother-in-law who grew up on a kibbutz and, the name of the kibbutz. And, and, um, he said to me, which was so, well, he didn't say it to me. He said it to both Elisa and I, he said, you know, in my entire life, I have never ever. And let, let me just say something. This is a Jewish guy who grew up in a kibbutz and is a chef owner of this great restaurant. And he's, you know, like every chef that you see on every chef TV show. He has, he's tatted all over, but he said to us, he was standing at the table and he said, you know, I have never in my entire life growing up in Israel, growing up on a kibbutz, worn anything that said I was Jewish, you know, and he pulled out his star of David and he said, but since October 7th, I have not taken this off. And I, I have to say, it, it feels different. It, it, and I was like, I, I, I hear you. I wear mine all the time. Although Henry is, is concerned that I wear my, my Star of David, but I'm not going to hide. And I am very proud of who I am. and. You know, it it is, you know, my parents got me this, this star when I was, I think, 12 years old and they went to Israel and they bought me this and I wore it in high school. And, and then I didn't wear it again for a very long time until recently I looked at it 
and I was like, this is a beautiful star and I really love it. And I've been wearing, I started wearing it before October 7th. Um, I started wearing it when anti-Semitism was increasing and it was getting worse. And, uh, I, I decided, you know what, I'm going to take my little high off that no one sees and I'm going to put this on. You know, it definitely, it, it, I, I gotta tell you, and, and I know that I have a lot of Jewish listeners, but it feels different. And, and the other thing that is really, really crazy is that, you know, except I didn't work on my birthday. I, I went, we went to see Harmony, which was great, which is the Barry Manilow. Uh, he wrote it with, uh, oh, I told you about this last week, but anyway, we went to see it and it was great. And, you know, again, a Jewish theme, Holocaust, Jews, dead, dead Jews, and, um, and anti-Semitism. Uh, but I, I noticed that, and I, I, doing Jewish jokes in a comedy club is a different experience now, getting different reactions. Just saying you're a Jew gets a different reaction. Hey, everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity and eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay. Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50 to get 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome.
So I shot a movie this week, an indie film, and it it was great. I have to say, um, you know, my my manager and agent were like, you you know, it's it's no money and it's um it's an indie film and you don't need to do that. And I was like, you know what? I like to work and you never know who you're going to work with. And I worked with these amazing people and uh, a lot of young people who are working and producing and writing. And it was a Jewish film. It was a Jewish, it's a Jewish queer film. I, I, I can't really talk about it, but being around, you know, a script that is about something Jewish with a lot of queer people in it. It was healing and it was all we talked about. I, I, it is, it is what has happened in this world or in my life. And I think in most Jews life is that this is what is on our minds all the time. And it is something we cannot avoid and we cannot stop talking about. And we are heartbroken. And yes, we don't want any innocent people dying. We don't want Palestinian children and women and, and men. We don't want that happening. Of course not. We are a people that has been and, you know, it's like everything you say, I could say, you know, we're a people that have been persecuted and we're a people who have been, um, you know, nomads because we've been kicked out of, every, you know, whatever you say at this point, someone is there right there to say, but what about, but what about, but what about them? And what about these people? And what about those people? And it's like, yeah, but I'm allowed to say that this is what I'm feeling. And this is what is happening to my people. And it's happened multiple times before. And it is never again, again, it's right now is never again. And so this constant, I mean, the fact that there were Nazis walking in Wisconsin and they're all, they cover their fucking faces. They're such fucking cowards. I mean, the real Nazis didn't cover their faces, but these people cover their faces because they're dumb cowards. And here's the thing. I don't care what you say. And I'm telling you as a Jew, okay, this is pure, unadulterated anti-Semitism. We can say anything. You can say anything about, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm anti-Israel and I'm anti-Zionist. And it is, this is, this has opened up Pandora's, but like, this is like, it was all cooking underneath, but it wasn't okay to say. And now they've all come out. They're all free to be anti-Semitic and hate Jews. And that is what is happening. And you know what? Yes. We were there. Jews were there during the civil rights movement. Jews have always stuck up for the underdog, have always marched, have always been there for other marginalized people. We have always spoken up for other marginalized speakers, people. Always. It's part of who we are. It's part of Takuna Lum healing the world. And yet, 
We know. I see. I see now. Who is there for us? And you know what? It's not a lot of people. And it's really fucking sad. And you hate Israel so much, then you can live without all of the contributions Israel has made. I know I've said this a thousand times, but you know what? We are a very small group of people and we have contributed a lot to the world at large. We have, you know, we, I mean, and when I say we, I mean Jews, Jews, and Israel. Let's just talk about Israel. Created your cell phone technology. Created clean clean water. We, you know, there's so many, you know what? I'm going to actually, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to read off some things that Israel, okay, contributions to the world. They have one for science and technology, but let's, let, all right. Okay. They invented, invented the sniff phone, a device that can smell disease. They invented rewalk, a battery packed exoskeleton. This is an amazing invention that came out of Israel. The pill cam, which is a swallowable, swallowable, swallowable medical camera so that you can see internally. Okay. The stent, the fucking stent, the flexible stent for your heart. Okay. Developed in Israel. The firewall, the original protection against malware invented in Israel. All these people who hate the Jews don't get a stent. Don't use your cell phone. Don't use Waze. Okay? Rewalk is a battery-packed exoskeleton, okay? It is one of the greatest Israeli inventions in the field of science. It allows the user to stand upright, walk, and even climb stairs. Okay? For a paraplegic. It it the robot receives movement signals from a wristwatch and is powered by a backpack battery. It is for people who are paraplegics. Instant messenger. Israel. The first USB drive. Israel. A desert-friendly irrigation system. Okay? For for arid climates. Okay. Listen to this. For decades, farmers in Israel struggled to grow crops in the country's arid desert climate. Things changed for the better in 1965 when engineer Simcha Blass had a Newtonian moment while observing two adjacent trees. One was large, the other small, leading Blass to discover a tiny crack in the water pipe next to the bigger tree. This was enough for him to realize that a few regular drips of water are enough to make a huge difference in plant growth. And so micro irrigation was born. He designed a pipe that would drip water onto crops, making it possible to grow them while using a limited amount of water. By 1967, Netafilm, literally meaning drops of water, had improved crop yields by 70%. 
in the Arava Desert in Israel, all while reducing water usage in the region by 5%. The technology soon spread across the country and across the globe. It is now in, Netafim is in 110 countries and has revitalized more than 2.4 million, 24.7 million acres of land. Okay? Water Gen is a clean drinking water out of thin air using nothing more than a portable generator. It extracts humidity from the air. It creates water. Mobileye, life-saving AI. Okay? This car, car technology was developed in 1999 by Amnon Shashua, who, with his business partner, Ziv Aviram turned his academic thesis on machine learning into a reality by developing algorithms that would allow a tiny camera placed in cars to alert driver, drivers of potential hazards, such as pedestrians or steering out of the lane. Okay? Ways. It's just, it's unbelievable. And that's just, that's just the tip of the iceberg. We are good people. I mean, yes, there are some assholes. And yes, there are, of course. I mean, there's the Jeffrey Epsteins. There's the, you know, what's his name? Who, um, oh God, Madoff. You know, it's Sam Blankman Freed, whatever. There's some assholes, okay? But we are good people. And we believe in in helping the world and leaving the world in better condition than, than it was given to us. And you, all you fucking anti, and just not Tony, I mean, what about the, the, the arts? Oh my God. Arts. Let's, let's look up that. Okay. Israel, a Jewish, um, composers. Let's just look up composers. George Gershwin, Philip Glass, Felix Mendelssohn. I have to do this. Mahler, Irving Berlin. I mean, it's amazing. Carol King, Billy Joel. That that I mean, Neil Diamond, Julie Stein. Do you understand? What about Barbara Streisand? Okay, Barbara Streisand is one of the most talented human beings on earth, Jew. Okay. There's so many artists, writers. Now let's look under Nobel prizes. Okay. I just want to say, as I've said many times, we are Two-tenths of 1% of the population. Two-tenths of 1% of the population of the world. That is two-tenths of 1%. Okay? We represent 22% of all Nobel Prize recipients. Okay? At least 214 Jews have been awarded the Nobel Prize. Okay? We are not slackers. Yes, some of us are slackers. Yes, some of us are. But we are, you know, like it's it. That is what fucking pisses me off. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's go to the situation in Israel and the Gaza Strip and all the other nations around there that won't help the Palestinians at all. And Israel should, it's like, you know, there was a ceasefire on October 6th and they want a ceasefire. I get it. I understand. I understand that people are really upset about what is happening, but Israel has, yes, Israel has a right to defend itself. I'm going to say it. They have a right to defend themselves. We all, we are, you know, I don't think people understand that when you are Jewish, you are born into generational trauma. You are born into it, all of us, every single one of us. You cannot escape it. Okay, I didn't really want to go off on this, but I'm fucking sick of the anti-Semitism. I'm fucking sick of people taking posters down as if they're doing something helpful. Okay, I'm I'm sick of, you know, Israel's, genocide? Are you kidding? There's more Palestinians than there were in 2005 when Israel left. So they're not committing genocide. Let's people read a fucking book. Okay. So there's that. There's, and it's sad. It's sad. There's people that have been silent that I know I, I I feel differently about, and I know so many of my friends, of my Jewish friends who are like, you know what? I've lost a lot of friends because they were silent. I get it. You know, you really see how the Holocaust happened because, you know, I, I think um, a lot of you, if you're new listeners might not know that I, I interviewed a, a Holocaust survivor last year or the year before. I have to look at the um, the date. Uh, because I have no sense of time anymore because of COVID. And um, she predicted, she predicted this. She, she was talking about the, the um, climate, the current climate and how it reminded her of growing up in Poland. It's not, it's sad. It's fucking sad and it's awful. So cut the fucking shit. And you're not an expert on the Middle East. Sorry. Sorry, I know that you think you know everything, but read a fucking book, do your due diligence before you have your stupid fucking opinion that no one even cares about, okay? I can't believe how many people are weighing in on this, you know? I go on Instagram or whatever, and I see these people, well, you know, I haven't been talking about it, and let me just tell you what I think. No, we don't care what you fucking think. No one cares what you think. Oh, it's just so fucking annoying. And there have been genocides going on all, I mean, all over the world for for years and years, and no one's said anything. And now all of a sudden, I, I, I can't. And yes, yes, 
we all, we believe, I believe in a two state solution and I don't want innocent lives lost. Okay. I'm a human fucking being. All right. I'm a human being. I'm not fucking. So that's that. But the climate, it's really, it's bad. It's bad. And it, and I'm not going to shut up about it. And I'm not going to stop talking about it because it needs to be spoken about. And everyone can keep sending me their opinions. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at that. And I want you to know that I do my due diligence. I read. I, I don't watch, um, you know, one news station all the time. I, I actually, I kind of stopped watching a lot of, I, I can't even have it on anymore because A, you know, it's the same shit over and over again. But at this point, the news is reported before the facts are, talk about due diligence. You know, the New York Times, I don't know what to do. Do I get rid of my New York Times? I was going to say prescription instead of subscription because I'm getting my knee replaced and all I'm thinking about is drugs and, oh boy. Um, but yeah, what do I do about the New York Times, which I, you know, I, I mean, forever been a subscriber, but I really hate their reporting. It, what happened to good journalism? It's really, I think the great journalism is happening in local papers and local news so that's that. And I want to say, um, Ben, my son, Ben, my son, Henry, who I'm proud of both of them. Ben had some great games. Trinity Bants, the Bantams are doing really well. Uh, they won a tournament this weekend. We drove to Dartmouth, Mass. I wanted to kill myself. It was four hours to get there and four hours to get home. And, uh, but it was so great to see him play, but I really can't sit in the fucking car anymore. And I've decided, okay, everyone, I have never had a luxury car ever in my life. And now I'm 61 and I'm not driving the kids around and they're not puking in the car. Ben always puked in the car. And I think next year when my lease is up, I'm going to get a luxury car. It's going to be an SUV. I don't know what kind. You can write to me and tell me, but I want it to be so fucking comfortable with an amazing sound system. I want to be able to, like when Elise is driving, I want to be able to sleep comfortably. I want heated everything. I want everything. I've never had that. And I drive a lot and I deserve it, don't I? So let me know what you think. Um... What else do I have to tell you? I, um, I'm sorry when I, you know what? I'm not sorry. I I'm, I'm sorry that I have to go off on this shit because, because of ignorant, willful ignorance and dumb people. This is what happens when you dumb down your citizens, when education is, you know, no money's put into public education. And, you know, we, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's not good. It's not good and it's scary. It's scary. So, and we've been here before and that's why it's even scarier because we know what can happen. We're not even at the number of Jews 
before the Holocaust. We haven't even gotten to that number. We are so such a small population. Leave us the fuck alone. All we do is try to make your lives better. That's what we do. Okay, not all of us, but most of us. And we're good people. Okay, and again, some of them are some of us are assholes. But here we are again, again and again and again. So I thank you all for listening this week. I, I also want to say, you know, it is Thanksgiving and we talk about indigenous people. And yes, it's like we came, you know, we came and took over this, this land. It, other people were on it, living on it way before us. And we came and took it. And we're having, we're good. So we're going to eat like fucking pigs, right? And you know what? The Jews were there first. They were there first, okay? And that's the land that the Jews are indigenous to. And it's just a fact. And you can argue it. I mean, we now argue facts. People now see videos or or or, or experience things. And it's just like, it's like we are in the land of gaslighting. That didn't happen. What are you talking about? It's it's unbelievable. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's happened. Okay. So I just want to let everyone know before I go, my apartment looks like a little bit like the Hebrew home for the aged. Like I, we put on the handicap. Well, it's a toilet seat. It lifts up the toilet seat and has two little things you can grab on. I mean, I'm really Hebrew home for the aged. And they also said, told me to get like a, um, a little chair for the shower, but I couldn't do it because it was too, you know, like when someone dies and then the police or the super go in the apartment and there's the fucking chair in the shower. That's why I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I was like, no, I'm not having one of those white chairs in my fucking shower. But I did get the toilet seat extender thing with the arms, which by the way, I just want to keep on there because you know what? Toilet seats are too low. I am tall. They're too fucking low. And that's why I go in the hand. I think I told you this already. That's why I go in the handicapped bathroom because I can sit on the fucking, the, I, I, I literally am afraid when I go in a public bathroom that I'm not going to be able to get off the toilet. It's so fucking low. Yeah. So that's that. So, uh, yeah, we're clearing out the space. And I'm really nervous, but um, next week I will let you know how I'm doing. And, um, you know, it's hopefully it's going to be better than the last time. I want you all to have wonderful Thanksgivings and um, whatever you're doing. And let's pray for peace and let's pray for the release of these hostages. Please, God, these poor kids. And and we don't know. And that's the hardest part, not knowing. So that's it. I don't know what else to tell you. It's just fucking depressing time. Yeah, this was really uplifting. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, I'm going to go night-night. I haven't eaten. I ha- couldn't eat afternoon. And uh, I waited till like 1.32. But don't tell them. I figured, you know what? It says you can't eat afternoon. And then they tell you what time your surgery is. So if my surgery was at 7 a.m., I still couldn't have eaten afternoon. But it's at 12.15. So 
you know, but I'm going to tell them I ate at noon because as the guy at Barney Greengrass said, it's noon somewhere. <laughs> anyway, be well, travel safe. Uh, enjoy your families, enjoy your friends, enjoy your loved ones. Uh, pray for peace. Pray for the pray for the release of these hostages, please, in in good health. And um, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the end. Did you just hear? That was literally my stomach growling. I don't know if you heard that. And uh, that's all I have to say. And as we always say, oh, I forgot to say, I have to, I forgot to give my kudos to, every, you know, all the people who work on the podcast. Produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling, marketed, scheduled, everything else by Brittany Joe Sowards, Richmond. And let me tell you, we have a live podcast on December 12th in New York City with Modi, and it's going to be fucking great, and it's selling out, so get your fucking tickets. And I will have a new knee tomorrow. Wish me luck, and as we always say, so long!